0: and welcome to spoiler alert a weekly talk radio show for tv and movie lovers i'm your lady host Sonia stanger and i'm joined as always by two co-hosts who i want to see in the simplest terms in the most convenient definitions but what i found out is that each one of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case a princess and a criminal it's sean dunham and jeremy i'm
1: not a criminal I am absolutely criminal. I steal stuff all day, every day.
0: And a princess. Yes. I, I
1: have I have Sonya's purse right now.
0: <laughs> oh, there's Turn nothing in down. there. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy some credit card debt. Uh, this week on Spoiler <laughs> Alert, we're looking back at the work of one of the most well-known writers and directors in American film, John Hughes. From teen classics like The Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles to family values comedies like National (laughs) (laughs) Lampoon's Vacation, Hughes' work remains influential to this day. And y'all, I'm really excited to talk about it. Mm -hmm. As always on our show, a spoiler alert is in full effect. You might find out, for example, that... Ferris Bueller is very popular. Ed, the Sportos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, Dinkheads—they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.
1: That was a good evening, Claire. Can, can we all take a moment to appreciate? Let's, Sean. I think I think it's well deserved.
0: <gasps> Thank you. Yeah, wow. oh, that
2: was spot on. Thank you so I, much. I lost
1: in that moment. There. I love the Wastoid. <laughs> <laughs> do
3: you
0: like how I changed it to Dinkheads? Because <laughs> I thought that might be more radio appropriate. I do um,
2: appreciate that.
0: Let's get into it. You, your wasteoids. Yeah. What is your all time favorite John Hughes movie? And that can be written or directed by him. Well, this
3: is the thing is, he's got a lot under his
1: belt. Uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's an ample list. Uh, Sean, if I, if I may start, Sonia, you can judge me as much <sighs> as you want, but, uh, it does not hold up. But, uh, Weird Science is probably, Ooh. uh, a hard number two. Oh,
2: to, what a twist.
1: Yeah. Trains, planes, <laughs> and automobiles is <gasps> without question. Number
3: one. Okay,
1: um, I haven't seen
3: PTNA, and I was going to watch it this week for real. Tell Sean. me, I, Sean. Know, I know. Sean, I think this came up at a point in time as well. Okay, tell me. Steve Martin
1: uh, has a plane.
0: <laughs> Steve Martin that's, that's is trying time. to get somewhere. He's
1: trying to get. Uh, he's trying to get home for. Is it for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving or yeah. Christmas? Yeah, and um, he. Uh, You know, just all of the things go wrong, and he finds himself traveling with John Candy because that's the only way that they can get around, and everything just disintegrates around them. Wallets get stolen, car falls apart. You know, every method of travel they attempt to get home, and uh, they learn something about friendship and each other on the way, and they fight and have really, like, a genuinely interesting relationship. Yeah. And... You know, like at the end, I think they really do care about and love one another after they find out all these horrible things that have happened to each of them, and uh you know trains don't come out Stubville unless <laughs> you're a hog or a cattle. Jeremy's trying to
0: come for my title as Impression Queen. I'm not, but it's. uh, That was really good. I thought
1: there was a
3: stroke in the the studio.
0: No, we're good. Oh
1: my God. There's a map on the Wikipedia page of the intended route versus the actual fight via train, bus, rental car, and milk truck. And uh, I don't know if you can see it crisscross the American uh, American East. Oh, it's wild. But uh, oh, it's such a great movie. Sean, I cannot believe you have not seen it. Del Griffith is the seller of shower curtain rings.
0: Played <laughs> and, by John Candy. Yeah.
1: And uh, what's Steve Martin's character's name? Who I've knows? Clicked, I've clicked away and now I can't remember. Oh, but it's brilliant. I watched it
0: three Steve Martin was, like, <laughs> born to be a straight man in some ways.
2: Oh, my God. Like, I
0: know a lot of his early comedy career was based on really wacky and, like, very mm-hmm. over-the-top physicality and stuff. But he just is so good at being uptight. He
2: yeah,
1: yeah, is good. But he, the... What they do that's so great is that John Candy's so likable yeah. and Steve Martin's kind of a dick. And so they do the straight man uh you know funny man but it's when Steve Martin's freaking out. Yeah. You know like he just goes over the top and at one point he loses it on uh a auto rental lady played by uh Amy McClure yes love and, uh, I love that he oh my god pop her into I love it it's, too it's such a great scene it's so inappropriate for children but I watched it young <laughs> and it's so great
0: yeah it's brilliant it's my favorite too actually yeah I, not, think.
1: It's I cannot believe
0: I know it's I rare we agree <laughs> it is rare <laughs> what's yours Sean the
3: tie turning against me <laughs> um, I would say I'm at a tie between The Breakfast Club and Home Alone Mm-hmm. Ooh, Breakfast Club, he directed. Home Alone, he wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, well, I guess what else can I say? The Breakfast Club is just amazing. Yeah, he, he gets, he's great. He gets teens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets like how he gets their angst and their like longing and their anxiety. And there's a lot of not. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't hold up uh, across the board with John Hughes. As I find out this week, rewatching a couple. Um, and just have known for a long time that it's just like, yeah, some of his stuff do not, does not. And actually, Molly Ringwald has been, uh, writing some New Yorker articles where she has, oh. like, looked back at a couple of her, like, big star-making turns and just seeing it under, like, a new lens as, mm-hmm. like, a mother and just, like, a person in 2019. And she was like, John was a genius in so many ways and had major blind spots in all- s- like, as a lot of people do, and that, she, you know, that she talks about, but, and also they have a, a rift, he yeah. stopped speaking to her, mm-hmm. and Anthony Michael Hall, mm-hmm. after they both turned down a project, and he just held a grudge for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I, he was a complicated man.
1: I think, I think the thing that he was good at, and the reason why stuff doesn't hold up, and I think his better movies do hold up because they weren't about like specific elements of this but i think he just knew how to make characters relatable and like made you want to be like you could see parts of yourself in each of them Mm -hmm. and then when things got wild like in 16 candles or any of the other sort of teen you you know you could see yourself sort of going on that you know like everyone's been in detention no one's crawled through an air vent right like it's it's crazy but like he hooks you in and like gets you you know uh, on stuff you understand like an uncle buck like we all have family members who have had to come over either to visit or like in an emergency situation who you don't really know and then you know he makes pancakes that he has to flip over with his shovel right Mm -hmm. like he, he he gets you there and then he like Takes you on a ride. So you Just can't for the see?
0: record, there, I've mm-hmm. never been to detention. So.
1: For real? Yeah, yeah. Right. You've never. You've never. It's you've never been involved in the incident forever. Even i been wrongfully? in
0: incidents, but there was never, never any time they never caught served. up to me.
1: Really? <laughs> Sean's definitely been in detention. Sean's princess. been in detention more than me. I was a bad, yeah, but uh, a
0: bit of a it's John a, a Bender a over Rouser. here.
1: Yeah, I was a full John Bender. Yeah.
0: Um, That's what happens when you spill paint in the garage at the Bender house. <laughs> F you, dad. F you. <laughs> um, sorry, Sean, what were you going to um,
3: say? I was going to say, so, like, yeah, this is what's funny about him is that he, he was, at the time, one of the only people that was writing vehicles for, like, teenage actresses to be, like, the lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, wrote about their feelings and, like, their minutiae of their life. And it was like, how interesting is that? But then some... You like I feel like his adult characters kind of aren't great as yeah you know just like too shallow um, as characters like Uncle Buck is I watched it this week and he is a full crazy person Mm -hmm. and like all of the adults in Breakfast Club are like all of them are just like they don't understand me and that's it that's like where they they just get them in trouble for I don't know
1: not. Building a lamp very well, but I, I think I th- I think that was kind of his move though yeah. because you know you think of Ferris Bueller and the whole point is that the teens have this like super vibrant crazy time, and then all of the adults, ex- well with the with except for Ed Rooney, uh, have <laughs> you know have these horrible mundane lives. But I think it always comes down to, to perspective, yeah. Because even in trains, planes, and automobiles, there are people who have like very small parts even like steve martin's wife like she is barely anything right like there's no she could almost be a cardboard cutout in this movie and uh i think john candy's wife is a cardboard cutout in this movie (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but uh i think i don't know watching the breakfast club as a young as a young man uh, I did think, I still, to this day, I feel terrible. I just thought it was a comedy, and I laughed so hard. I've, I've admitted this on the show before. I laughed the entire time because I thought everything was funny, and then a few years later, I Even watched it. Even the darks? I, 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 laughed, I laughed for 90 minutes the first time I saw it, and I that
0: still. That is wild. To
1: this day, I do not know why I did that. You're just like, he brought a flare gun to school? I, I thought it was what? all so funny. <laughs> I thought it was all supposed to be this big joke, and I watched it with my brother years later, and I was like, this is really sad like i am i was so bummed like it took me i was so high and it took me anyway but jeremy
0: you were so high
1: and then i went straight down (laughs) you're a bender
0: (laughs) You was on a bender
1: (laughs) but uh i think it's about the perspective of who we relate to right because in home alone you know all these different things the parent like the dad in home alone is the worst parent
0: they kind of both are what? Um,
3: no. Catherine O'Hara, McCulley I Macaulay gives them something to yeah. something to cry about. <laughs>
0: okay, but I watched Home Alone 2 this week, and mm-hmm. I was like, how did we let this happen again?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> again?
1: Even, even with effort to make sure it doesn't <laughs> happen again, it happened Pre-9-11,
0: again. I'm just saying you could never get on a plane by accident in the year 2019.
1: Oh, no, no, yeah, that would never happen. Although it did happen to me recently on a business trip. You <laughs>
0: got on the wrong plane? No, a,
1: a, a, an individual... Did, and I was like, "How do you mix that up?" And they we okay. This is a total was it a scrappy right kid
3: with a walkie-talkie? <laughs> no, no. She
1: was like maybe twenty or twenty, twenty-three, and uh <laughs> but, I mean, but, no. but not twenty-one or twenty-two. Definitely,
0: definitely, enough, definitely
1: not. I meant in that range. Yeah, anyway, yeah. But But uh, yeah, she got on the wrong plane, and I was like, "This is the airline's fault completely." Oh like, yeah. I don't know how there was a problem. There did were, you take off? No, they were right like they there was a problem with the machine. They were writing stuff on paper. Mm. It doesn't matter. But. uh you know if that like that girl got off the plane like face covered as quick as she possibly could i would not be surprised if she left luggage in an ipod because she just got she ran off that plane she was at the back it was awful wow <laughs> i wouldn't be that embarrassed i would be rattled yeah i would, I would be mad i would just wonder how it's possible in twi- like you know
0: for that to happen
1: like how do i not have a blue Bluetooth collar on that <laughs> lets the airline know exactly where mm-hmm. I am for my entire trip. Oh, That'd be helpful, like
3: a, like one of those light up coasters at restaurants. Yeah, with, your flight. The, mm-hmm. On. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Anyway, back to back movies. to Hughes. Um, are there any? Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, you go. Are there any that you think are overrated?
1: Hmm. There, ha- like there has to be. I, it, just because there's so many. There is a lot, and actually, I like.
3: Uh, even uh, okay, I would say that he is a mediocre director, mm. but his strength really lies in the writing. Yeah, that is where I think his fun and his funnest films are. Um, that being said, so like Weird Science is one that he directed, mm. and I don't
1: love Weird Science that much. Mm. Oh, I love I love Weird Science, but again, uh, most I, I got it when I was seven, right? Right, like that's right. my. Like, that's my Clearly. I like,
3: I watched it like maybe half or so this week, but it's just like the weirdest ick factor. Mm-hmm. Like Kelly LeBrock has to make out with this like 16 year old like actor mm-hmm. and, or just like, and them being like, and her just being like, we're like, let's have sex tomorrow. You weren't up for it today. Like, I'm the perfect woman you invented. And it's really f- kind of freaky. And also, Chet. Is a psycho, <laughs> yes, he like is. a
1: psychosexual maniac. Yes. And we all need to be scared of Chad. Well, it certainly did. Weird science did not hold up. Like, I haven't
0: seen it in years.
1: Oh, would,
0: um, you, I think not. I think yeah, I shan't. No, it, yeah, I don't no.
1: think you should either. No, <laughs>
0: it's, it's <laughs> tough.
1: And also,
3: um, Anthony Michael Hall, as he does in several of these films, does like a sort of jive accent. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. When he gets.
3: When he does it a bit in the Breakfast Club, when he gets high, and then he does it for a while when he is drunk at this club. Acting, <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. it's tough stuff.
0: <laughs> for me, Pretty in Pink is not my fave. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. More like
3: Pretty in Stink. Exactly. Ooh, like John Cryer is great.
0: Color. Um, what's his face? The super snooty friend, mm-hmm. Blaine, or whatever. <laughs> Which is so funny. I think can't think of his name. Um, he's great. Like Molly Ringwald is is good, and and mm-hmm. all of these. Um, but that just the their relationship does not.
1: No, it do- it, makes, it doesn't
0: yeah. do it for me.
1: It's like it's ten. It's like the movie's ten minutes too short. Yeah, I've always felt that way about Pretty and Pink.
3: Do you guys think Molly Ringwald at the time was worth John's muse? You know what I mean
0: okay, well, this is one of my later questions, but let's do it' oh, mm-hmm. sorry Molly ringwald why why her? I don't know why her
1: uh i honestly i I don't like to repeat myself well, I do it all the time anyway <laughs> I think she's just so normal yeah and like she appears so normal and she's average in a lot of ways, but then does like she is able to act and carry a story and be entertaining and i I think that she's just like i she became a star and a type, but I think they, he did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he, you know, oh, this is a normal person who I can get. Because that was her first
3: movie? I her think,
1: um, Sixteen Candles was maybe
3: her
0: first? Yeah. I think you're right.
1: Because, yeah, she was discovered, right? That was the whole...
3: And actually, I feel like you can even see it. Yeah. I think that her acting, I don't, her acting is pretty stiff in Sixteen Candles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not that she has. She's kind of one note. She's just like, oh, they forgot. Which, like, that
0: is, I think her true gift is like indignation, teenage yeah, she's indignation.
3: Completely rattled. <laughs> it is teenage like, rattles. I
0: think that's part of what it is, is she, like, I just can see her disgusted face
2: <laughs> at everything happening oh, yeah. to her
0: in that movie. And it's like, it's a beautiful encapsulation and like representation of the pure rage that you feel as a teenage girl.
3: Mm. I, I'm, I, in watching that was like yeah it's hard to remember birthdays like well right they have so many kids (laughs) there's so much going on your sister's getting married let's just drop the tune for a second I know
0: But it wasn't just about that. Even. She didn't feel seen. You're being Mm -hmm.
3: mean to your groping (laughs) grandparents. I know. (laughs) But
0: see, that's the thing. Even. That's the thing with John Hughes. Even the ones where you're like, okay. Then you think Mm -hmm. of something in the movie that makes you delighted and it makes you smile.
3: Like, John always has such an element of darkness. Like, oh, yeah. All the teens are kind of cruel. Like, when you cut to them, they're just like, these are cruel people. Mm -hmm. Like, in Uncle Buck. I watched that this week, Mm -hmm. Um, and it opens with, I forget the actress's name, but she's like, whatever, this teenager of the household, and she is like, just a full, cruel bully to Mm -hmm. Macaulay Culkin and Gabby Hoffman. (laughs) I know. She's like, throwing them around. She's like, screaming at them. I'm like, you are not a fit babysitter. No, you need, therapy. need
1: Uncle Buck. Thank God, Uncle Buck was there.
3: Thank to God, Uncle kids. Buck pulled up, even though he also needs therapy.
0: Oh, you guys, I miss John Candy. Oh
3: yeah, did you guys Not know that he's day. forty and that? Yeah. They're like Uncle Buck, you're forty. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: thought he was like, <laughs> how
3: old did you think he was? They're I don't know. I was <laughs> like, Buck, Uncle you're Buck, Buck, you're forty. Uncle Buck's like, I I don't know why, but I just Uncle Candy. I mean, Uncle Candy. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, <you're laughs> Uncle, Uncle Candy. Candy's a different. John way Candy's way. been, you know. And 50 as long as I've known him. (laughs) As far as I remember. Uh, Have have you guys seen Uncle Buck for a while? I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had not seen it, but yeah, Uncle Buck is not a great man. He feeds beer to dogs. Mm -hmm. He makes huge (laughs) pancakes.
0: what else does he do? He
3: treats Shanice horribly. Oh, he does. He treats her so bad and then deme- and then begs her for favors. Yeah. And she gets him jobs at the tire shop and he just treats her so bad. Mm. And but she ends up with him.
2: he's
0: so lovable.
3: He's not really that lovable. No, he, has he always, is. He blows up at people all the time. They don't deserve it.
0: No.
3: Like, he's a mess. The ones, He goes to, like, the principal and he makes fun of her mole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, screams at her about, like, uh, coming down on like his niece and it's like the niece is not is ill behaved. Mm-hmm. She deserves to call you in <laughs> and not be berated <laughs>
1: by an uncle.
3: <laughs> I love just... this.
0: This is hard-nosed criticism of Uncle Buck. But um, um, well,
1: well, well the point of being uncle is that you're free of all the shackles of true parenthood.
0: He's a drunkle.
1: I know, but like he's just—if he keeps them alive, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Right. And like threatening a boyfriend with a drill. Uncle like, Buck did save the day. I did, agree. But uh, like that, like that was r- too far. Like, you can't right, it's build not a power tool up to a young teenage boy because you know what he's up to, even though you might want to. But if you're an uncle, you can do it.
0: Yeah. Right? Like that's, that's like what that's, you're for. Yeah,
1: that's the whole point. To be menacing. Okay, <laughs> but oddly cheery.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like so delightful at the same time.
3: Yeah, and do you, actually do you know what a hatchet is? <laughs> <laughs> Waving a hatchet in the parking lot. Here it uh, is. Macaulay Culkin is the most is a genius in that film. Also,
2: yeah, I that kid. Like,
3: he's a full genius when <laughs> when Uncle Buck was cooking, and he's just was like,
2: he's cooking our garbage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really good at reacting. He's to so things. funny
3: and. Sorry, and just that nope. Laurie Metcalf is in it as, for a quick cameo. <laughs> Which, like, And she's also also a genius and quite hot. Yeah. And she's the funniest, strange character. Anyway, continue. I am done with Uncle Buck. Yeah. No, no, you're not.
0: Chuck the Buck. Chuck a Buck. Um, okay, so there are a lot of tropes that John Hughes would return to several times. Um, what are some of your faves? What are some of the notables? Notable through lines? So, like, we talked about adults just being full morons mm-hmm. and kids outsmarting them and having like vibrant, exciting lives while the adults mm-hmm. are mundane and easily fooled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um also there's sort of like the unlikely pairings like you get your John Candy and Martin Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fine. The C. Martin and Martin Short are like best friends, so I feel like it's fine that I made that mistake. Um what other tropes do y'all like?
1: Um well running with the adult thing, there is usually an adult who like is sort of the clumsy idiot who's like, you know, Ed Rooney. Yeah, the the, antagonist. Is he the principal? I think he's the
0: vice principal.
1: Um, But there there is always sort of like some authority figure that's trying to, in planes, trains, and automobiles, it sort of changes around a few times. In Home Alone, it's the, well, I guess it's scary, right? Like the adult shoveling man. (laughs) Well, also (laughs) the sticky bandits. That's true. But were they like...
0: They were the wet bandits then. Yeah.
1: Oh that's right then Sorry, they were the sticky band it was, it was their calling card god i can't sometimes it blows my mind that that was joe pesci like i just need a moment to, i know like, to realign the universe because
2: oh, but it's you know, so it's brilliant. Yeah. how did
1: that happen but uh no i love me and ed rooney like i love yeah. you know like just
0: you, angry and
1: literally like left his job yeah to go hunt down Truancy,
0: yeah. Like, like that it's be, personal.
1: Sometimes you
3: have just a a vendetta. <laughs> it's but it's like I it's, it's like tend
0: to your own garden, Ed. Like it's not about this. He, he's projecting. Like he's mm. jealous of Ferris's freedom.
2: Mm-hmm. He wants and to think. He just Chris can't, can't stand it. Yeah, he he
0: wants to be in a parade.
1: The uh, the bit where he runs down the hall but walks and walks in front every door. It's so funny, and I I desperately need to know who thought that up because that is so hilarious and it gets me every single time. Yeah. Right?
0: Physical comedy.
1: It's, oh, uh, it that's what Ed Rooney's all about. That's exactly a perfect yep. description of his life.
3: Um, Something that John, uh, John every John Hughes film has is mm-hmm. a extensively huge house in Chicago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that no family could possibly afford.
0: I mean, it was the 80s. It was boom times. I guess,
3: but... <laughs> even a even a home alone family which has like about four thousand kids as far as I can remember, don't need a house that big.
0: Isn't that house worth like three million dollars now or something? Like oh, I yeah. feel like it was sold recently. Oh, no,
1: it must be. In the
0: it's last like ten that, years the
1: or house so.
3: Of the like yeah. the house in Uncle Buck. Every house they just like roll up to the driveway and see
1: a humongous house.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah. Love it.
1: Um I th- this doesn't really I want to answer your question in a weird way.
0: Okay. Hmm. I'm here for
1: it. He wrote *Made in Manhattan*.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under a pseudonym.
1: <gasps> which is which is hard to believe. He did not. He didn't do the screenplay, did he? Is that his pseudonym or no?
0: Yeah, it's what Dantes.
1: No, Kevin Wait. No, he he wrote the he wrote the story. Okay. So that's like he wrote the yeah, treatment, yeah. and then somebody else made it into a script, but. From, you know, I don't really like this movie. Yeah. And it's not, thinking about it, it's 1,000% a John Hughes movie. Like, Mm. there's no question about it. Tell me more. Is, are, in his later work, are these tropes present?
0: Well, tell what, maid, you tell me your theory. I
1: don't know. I said it's, it's, it's
3: is the maid a wacky a wacky character and there's a straight man? I've never seen Maid Man. She pretty, um
0: yeah, pretty
1: much.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, it deals a lot with um like social hierarchies, mm-hmm. which is something that he a mm-hmm. lot of his movies deal with. But mostly um, high school. A lot of like I think I feel like she maybe lies to him. So I think there's hijinks yeah, in *Made in Manhattan*.
1: Well, and isn't
0: she, she like lies to him that she's rich?
1: Mm-hmm. Am right? I... Yeah, that's she's the maid in the fancy. I
0: hotel. truly haven't seen this movie since oh. it came out. Oh, okay.
1: So. She's a maid in a fancy hotel.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, her coworker, who's like her straight man, uh, no, I don't know. She's always getting her into trouble. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, makes her try on clothes of the people who are staying there. And then Ralph Fiends, mm-hmm. who is the love interest of the movie. Ralph Fiennes. <laughs> <Ray> Fiennes. <laughs>
0: I, In other words.
1: the hell is Ralph? <laughs> Ralph Fiends. 100% did that on purpose.
2: I know, oh, I like okay. it. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he plays the love interest and he thinks that, uh, she's wealthy because she's staying at this hotel like he is and she has a son who i think that's uh, i don't know i'm getting bits of this mixed up with the wedding planner and my yeah, mind right same. now yeah same and uh, cuz i was like yeah i was <laughs> like you yeah, know there's the J-Lo. part where matthew oh, no. mcconaughey pushes her out of the storm grate that's a different movie anyway but uh
0: but you know the like element of yourself that you have to conceal from your potential love interest mm-hmm. like all of these sort of to like to make
3: a relationship really lovely, yeah.
1: you always do that
0: no but then the truth <laughs> is you have to reveal it and then the relationship will last mm-hmm. in this theory.
1: I believe in the, the trailer. In the John
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, what? That
1: killed me. I'm sorry. Why? Jeez, the Hughesiverse. That's uh, it's amazing. That's. Cool. I think it all I feel
3: like every film takes place in the same universe. Oh, for sure. You, what? Are you guys serious right now? Yeah. They just all seem like an entire town of mad capery
2: just chicago like
3: <laughs> like all of
1: his films or all films Hit, no not all films. all films okay i thought that's what we we're talking about i was like how did the avengers get to chicago i was just about to like, say
0: like guardians of the galaxy ferris bueller <laughs> <laughs> same same
1: honestly that one could be
0: you're not wrong it's nope. very madcap yeah mm-hmm.
1: deadpool did have a ferris bueller ending if you guys watch that he's well, it's so the exa- yeah. it's the exact ending of ferris bueller Oh,
0: well, you Right.
1: yeah no yeah it's a
3: you know. I hadn't
0: thought of that
1: yeah
0: no Ferris Bueller's great that one was almost my favorite I've watched it so many times
3: like his his lasting impression or the ones that stand up still are just like Ferris Bueller at breakfast club mm-hmm. sixteen candles and sixteen candles are those the ones that people talk about
0: I think so pretty and pink I guess Transplants.
1: planes well I mean and
0: home alone like yeah. th- yeah, but National I think Lampoon's
1: like, Vacation. This yeah. list is just going to get bigger the longer we This talk. is crazy,
3: because when I was looking at this IMDb, as I was telling you guys, he died in t- 20, 2009. Mm-hmm. His credits, f- all the way up till now, because yeah. things mm-hmm. keep being made that are like, another vacation movie, another... Home Alone, another Beethoven. Mm -hmm.
0: Beethoven, that makes (laughs) me laugh every time. Beethoven.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Audience, you know that I'm a dummy. Okay.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we have to go uh, join a parade, sing Duncan Shane, uh, and get back home before our dad gets home from work. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back here on Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. We're back here on Spoiler Alert. We're gonna get back to talking John Hughes in just a few minutes. But first of all, um, Jeremy, what, uh, do you know what time it is?
1: Oh, here, just, uh, let me take this in. Let me check. It's game time, people! (laughs) (laughs) What was that? That was a (laughs) horn! I was gonna try
0: to do, wow, wow!
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh. But then I chickened out Sonia's on fire today Okay uh, So for those who don't know If you're just tuning in The game is where I spend all week Looking for a John Hughes movie That these two have not seen It was not hard this week Because there are so many uh, I have also not seen this movie uh, I tell them the title of the movie They tell me what they think it's about I tell them what it's really about We all have a good laugh And uh, then we get on with the rest of the show Are you guys ready to play the game? Yes Oh boy Alright This week's title is Nate and Hayes. But wait! There's a twist. (gasps) It has a different title in the UK called Savage Islands.
2: Whoa. Savage
1: Islands? Yes, and I did that because you guys would be completely lost with just Nate and Hayes. So, this movie is called Nate and Hayes or Savage Islands. Ooh.
3: Okay. Well, I... Believe it's about two high school students. They're losers. Uh, Nate and Hayes, as you might predict. They, um, try, they get themselves into financial trouble, um, and they owe a bully some money. So they decide to get a job at a furniture store. No, they decide to be, um, kitchen renovators and then they, uh, pull the wool over a lot of people's eyes. Uh, And they create savage islands in the middle of kitchens. (laughs) Uh, I love it. It's not my best. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Okay, so it's the 80s. We got two losers, two teenage losers named Nate and Hayes. Uh, They're both named Nathaniel, um, but one goes by Nate and one goes by his last name, Hayes. Um, mm-hmm. they're just, you know, having a hard time, not fitting in, wearing mm-hmm. a lot of trench coats. Um, been there. And one night, they're hanging out outside at like a kind of new wave punk bar where all the cool kids hang out, but they're like not the cool kids, they just hang out there. Um, and they hear this new band called Savage Islands, um, who obviously sing the theme song to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, called. <laughs> I won't forget about you. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds Um, so familiar. And, uh, you know, and then they actually um, somehow trick uh, the roadies for this band and convince them that they are also roadies. And so they get conscripted into um, being a part of the road crew for Savage Islands, and they go on tour with this new wave band. Oh,
1: that's And they learn a lot
0: along the way. Well,
1: do they keep wearing the trench coats the whole time?
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's that's key. One of them has a long dangly earring with a cross. (gasps)
1: <gasps> uh, is that Robert Downey Jr.?
0: Maybe. Yeah, Cory Corey Feldman. Oh, we could have a Corey in there.
1: Oh, you gotta have a Corey in there. You gotta. Every actress played by someone named Corey.
0: And Molly Ringwald is the, like, love interest.
1: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, is she the lead singer of the band, too? That's no. fine. Okay. Oh, well okay. no. <laughs> That really got shut down. <laughs> Not enough charisma there? <laughs> <laughs> I thought
3: that was... She uh, can't
0: be the love interest and the lead singer of the band. She's the... That's, the, how, that's well, She's a girl in high school. Lead
3: singers work. They're always someone's love interest. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Mm. Alright, you guys, Nathan Hayes, or uh, in New Zealand, UK, Savage Islands, is uh, a pretty crazy pirate movie. What? <laughs> starring one Tommy Lee Jones in the leading role. Uh, this movie looks insane. It was not well received. And I'll just mm. show you guys a quick poster there. Oh, my. TLJ. Wow, what year is this? Uh, it was out in, standby, 1983. 18 November, 1983. Um, and it's basically the sort of pirate tale where there's a missionary and uh, he gets caught up with Tommy Lee Jones, so that's Nate and Hayes. And uh, the missionary is played by Michael O'Keefe. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, of Caddyshack fame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they uh, they go on an adventure. It was such a flop that it contributed to the negative uh, sort of influence of pirate movies before Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: So it was like an adventure comedy kind of thing. John Hughes sunk pirate <laughs> is, He was a pirate. <laughs> oh, before. we gotta
0: do a pirate episode. That's oh, a good idea.
1: Yes, Someone write do. that down. Uh, the game is, of course, uh, lovingly brought to you by the RPL film, film Theater, the best theater in town. You can go there to watch stuff.
3: Yeah, do it. All your pirate films. Mm-hmm. Swashbucklers, <laughs> Ahoy, Booty Booty,
0: Captain, Ron, captain Phillips. a lot of
1: different captains.
0: I'm <laughs> the captain now. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys, CJTR's annual music garage sale is on Sunday, June 23rd, oh noon to 4 p.m. at the Core Ritchie Neighborhood Center. Oh, boy. You can get in for only two bucks. There will be thousands of LPs and CDs, stereo equipment, musical instruments, and more at low, I'm going to do this, low, low prices. You should have uh, gone, low, low, low. <laughs> I'll let you do it next week. Uh, <laughs> there will be hot dogs for sale. The RPL will be holding a scavenger hunt for children. Oh, boy. I wish there was one for adults, but whatever. Uh, All-Money ready from the sale supports this wonderful radio station uh for more info visit cjdr.ca uh we are still looking for donations of vinyl records instruments or music related items if you have them and you'd like to drop them off call 306-525-7274 or visit us at cjtr.ca
0: oh boy yeah all right well I mean,
1: i'm gonna go to there.
0: i haven't forgotten the- that we should get back to talking about John Hughes. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, Most... We talked about this a bit, Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: a lot of the, especially the most loved of John Hughes movies, center on adolescence. What do we think he got right about being a teenager, and is there anything he got wrong? (laughs) Dead air. (laughs) We're all too old. Well,
3: yeah, I guess I'm not... I wonder if... Teens in the '80s were a little more freaky than mm-hmm. teens, because seriously, <laughs> all those know. teens have such a cruel streak. Yeah, like all of them, even the losers are like ready to just like donkey down on someone.
0: Well, <laughs> well yeah, and, like the way them. the way that all of the like younger dweebs talk to Molly Ringwald in Sixteen mm-hmm. Candles is I'm just like, so f- shocking. I'm just
3: like, you cannot come for the pretty girls like this. Yeah, how dare mm. you?
0: But they could. They were
1: like patriarchy's strong. It's the eighties. It t- Patriarchy trumps my dweebiness. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, I. Yeah. I also like. I don't know. Ferris Bueller is not a nice man. No. Right. Like even what He's he a does. He's classic to, You know what he yeah. does to his best friend is not. You know, and it's 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 fun and it does lead to some revelations, but it's also like your friend has asked you not to do this, like not to take this car, many times. And you could take any car. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know, like it's, you don't need this. But he needed it, so he got it by any means necessary.
0: Yeah. Ferris. Oh poor yeah, Cameron.
3: Ferris in five years is a full villain in someone else's film.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: this is what I He's believe. like
0: already a kind of a villain in his own film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His poor sister. I always felt bad for his sister. As an older sister who's always like, why is my brother doing this? Why does he get to...
3: That sister, I like that sister. She's brilliant. She, like, she got freaked out. She got attacked in her own home. She like, Yeah. Like, to like, yeah. In the
0: face. <laughs> she like, <laughs> she, go, she got to make out Charlie Sheen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your- and <laughs> look how that turns out for Brooke Shields. <laughs> Wait, not Brooke Shields. <laughs> the other person. I forget. Anyway.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like he really, it's like you were saying earlier, Sean, like he really gets that like, angst and longing and like, the feeling of being in love with someone when you're a teenager, like, just how all-consuming it is.
3: Yeah, and, like, it is so funny because uh, I also was reading um, a, an article by a black queer man who is, like, I don't... He's, like, um, John Hughes films are my favorite, even though there's not a black or queer person yeah. in any shot. And he just was like, it just seemed really easy to like attach yourself to, yeah, uh, to a character, and like just, you know, really have them be your stand-in, no matter like, w- you know, what your differences are, and I think that is true. That you're just like, all of his films, you're just like, I'm that person, or like, I want to be that person. Was, I don't know why it was very easy for that.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know if this is me making certain assumptions based on his art and like the intrigue of someone who becomes a recluse because like he retired from public life in 1994 um and like disappeared Mm -hmm. there was actually a documentary in 2009 i think called don't you forget about me or something like that um Mm -hmm. about people trying to get in touch with him and just be like we know you um we know you like have hidden from private life or public life, but we just, like, want you to understand how important your films are and how much people love you. And he, like, refused to talk to them. Um And then, of course, he died in 2009, so there's not a lot. But he had... He would do... He did all of this writing every day. He, there were apparently, like, hundreds of moleskin notebooks in his home. And I just... There's a part of me that just, like, wonders about him as a person because there is this, like, loneliness and that like that longing for connection in all of his films like that kind of drives all of his characters and Mm -hmm. i think one of his gifts was characters who are really like you really are looking at their motivations in these 360 dimensional ways so it just makes me wonder about him like as a person like how that played into the way he created characters
3: and just that his films are so lasting even though he has not won basically any major awards, he wasn't a part of any, like, film movement, he wasn't even, like, considered, like, an indie, like, darling-type person, he didn't really win anything, but all of the, like, his films are just, like, so, uh, like, definitive of the
1: 80s, but I, I, I also do think there's lasting things that just, like, resonate within basically anyone, it who grew up in North America between 1975 and 2005 about, like, the furnace downstairs is scary. Yeah. Like, that's just a thing that, like, it's funny and it's a cool joke, but it's also presented in a way that is scary. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, I had never seen a furnace like that or anything, but, like, I had a basement. I heard things down there sometimes I didn't understand. And to see that, you know, it's it's really relatable. And I think that a ton of people will just understand different things like that or b- being frustrated when you travel. Right. Or, y- you know... <laughs> the, all- like,
0: complex tensions of a family dynamic. Yeah.
1: And, you know, there's just all these... You know, everyone has this sort of black sheep of their family who you need to rely on sometimes or, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's you're still your family member. It's still safe. It's still all these things. But uh just exploring these, like, really, again, n- you know, North American like tropes or parts of how we all grow up it's you know it just it just works and like who didn't want to have an amazing day of school where they skipped and like became the hero of a parade and did all these crazy things cause I definitely wanted to do that you know, like before I saw Fer- Ferris Bueller, like um, I wanted Jeremy like, Leguizas day off. God, it's Cute. just it's just me alone sitting in a basement playing video games.
0: I just pictured you <laughs> with, with the clarinet. Never had one lesson. <laughs> 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 like, he also just is so funny, and that's mm-hmm. the thing is like Ferris Bueller is a monster in mm-hmm. many ways, but darn it, if you don't kind of like kid's him, talent. He like everyone loves him. Save Ferris. It's that thing where <laughs> poor Genie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like miserable, and every single person is like safe Ferris. It's like <laughs> it just is brilliant. It, I don't know. There's something about him.
1: There, is, yeah. I'm something
0: there. about John.
1: But that that being said, like you know, I if anyone runs with what I'm about to say, I'm gonna lose it. it so if anyone listens to the show who has any power to make movies, if they remake any of these, it's not gonna work. No, like there's just. Like, you have the breakfast club, too, or whatever. Like, oh, my it's, God. It's just not going to be okay. The, the breakfast pub. Oh my it's God. just 30 years later, and they're
3: all made oh up no, in a bar. That's so <laughs> it's, depressing. It's really
0: depressing. N- none of their lives turned out great. Amelia
3: Mastafest still tapes buns together. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <sighs> just thinking about it, but also even trying to do it like it with teenagers again in twenty nineteen mm-hmm. it's like
1: these teens are different
0: I'm the yeah. scene kid these are not the right <laughs> teens phone
1: yeah, phones just wreck everything, and then like the nerd is the most popular kid in school, yeah. obviously, and he uh you know he got in trouble because he retweeted the wrong thing like
2: oh, that's funny. are
1: you allowed to get in trouble for retweeting?
2: I, I think Probably so. In school
1: Yeah Rob. Well it's time stamped right Like it's super hard Like it's You did this in your English class You were there oh, And yeah. this is when it happened you're mine for the rest of your life. I didn't point know different you. though. He tucked that pinky in, right? No one, no one points like this anymore.
3: I don't. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know teaching and cell phone politics. I've been out of the game. Yeah,
0: we've been out of the game long enough.
3: Are you allowed to use it? No. 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 no they take them away. Got it. They take. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you. No,
0: that. if you use it too much, I think. Yeah. Because that much. even started when I was towards the end of high school.
3: All oh, right, you're a, you're a little too. A young toddler. millennial. <laughs>
0: um. Can we talk about these soundtracks though? Mm. Oh yeah.
3: Great. The Soundtrack.
0: tunes are there. Oh, yeah. The tunes are here.
3: New wave, honey. I they am are there. so
0: about it. <laughs> and then even something like Home Alone has such a great use of music. <laughs>
3: deet, deet, deet. Yeah, so <laughs> sp- I love Home Alone's music.
0: John Williams, right? I think. He at least did the second one, Probably. which I want. Probably. Um or even, like, like one of the standout moments from Pretty in Pink is John Cryer um, singing along in the record shop to uh, try a little tenderness. And it's, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, the reason I learned about Otis Redding <laughs> as a t- young teen was because I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> a, cutie, a <laughs> this, song. This cute, like, new wave guy likes it. Uh,
3: see, like, yeah, I attached myself to John Cryer because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a queer well, character. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> even though he's, like... Not, but in my mind
1: he was.
0: Yeah, we like to. In h- my heart, we got a retcon sometimes. No, uh, yeah.
1: no, in uh, in his direction, that's what he was told.
0: But he has a, he's in love with Molly Ringwald. I know
1: character. that's yeah. But oh. in in his direction, that is like he's like you, your character doesn't know this, but oh. eventually you will figure out this about yourself. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, I that really, really
0: comes through actually. it yeah. comes
1: through completely.
3: Because yeah.
0: I've always just been like, mm, we all know that's a gay man. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Have I always been looking for a leopard cardigan?
0: Yes. Of course. It would look great on you.
1: Thank you so much. It was, uh, it was also a different time. Um, I do think we have to mention in the soundtrack that, uh, as you already greatly alluded to, Sonia, Ferris Bueller would not be the same movie without that Oh Yeah soundtrack. There is no way. Um, yeah, um. there Yeah. Like, it is literally throughout that movie, and there is no way it's the same. Like, that editor craft sculpted that yeah. with that soundtrack. Like, there's no question.
0: Yeah, that last scene where he's running home through all the backyards and stuff mm-hmm. while his dad's driving <laughs> and, like, almost hits him with his car. Um, and that, that like, electronic music in the background, it's so perfect. Yep. Um... Just before we move on to What You're Watching, Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, huge, huge cultural footprint left by John Hughes. Um, What are some of your favorite references to his work in other pop culture? Oh. So, like, the pilot episode of Community was dedicated to him and um, had all these different references to Breakfast Club. Is that why
3: Anthony Michael Hall was
1: in it?
0: Um yeah. he was in it later I think.
1: Yeah, no there's they they did it a bunch of times. There's a bunch of cuz there's also a there's a 16 candle scene in the cafeteria yeah. as well. They yeah, they they do a whole bunch of.
0: I mean that whole show is like pastiche basically yeah, but basically. um but I just love I love when other creators like lovingly reference other things, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what always happens when someone's making reference to John Hughes, or they're just like roasting,
2: right? The mm-hmm. like
0: obviousness of it, but also there's a really great Sixteen Candles episode of Bob's Burgers oh. that I love.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cute. I've not, I've not yet watched Bob's Burgers, <sighs>
0: so I guess I just wanted to mention <laughs> mine. I don't know. <laughs> Do you guys have? Any? Uh,
1: I was trying to think of some, yeah. other than Community, because mm-hmm. that's like. It was so clear. There's, I don't know. There's always there's a few of them, but they're really fleeting. Like there's a Rick and Morty one where they mm. do a it sixteen, it's the same sixteen candles joke by the same guy, but uh, <laughs> it's still it's still great. Yeah, you know, it's still.
0: Also, there was an episode of One Tree Hill.
1: <laughs> oh my God! What, what did they do, One Tree Hill?
0: I don't remember. Oh, okay. I just remember that it was a was thing. That's mm. tough. All right. Well, with that, we uh, say adieu and move on to a little segment we like to call. What you watching? What the are boys. Watching? What you watching?
3: Well, I can start.
0: Yeah, do
3: it. I tried to go to a movie last night. go; uh, it was sold out.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
3: Tuesday. I always forget that people go to movies on Tuesdays. <laughs> got to save
0: those couple bucks.
3: i got to save those ducats, and instead I got a little messed up. Anyway, I went with friend of the show, Genevieve and Christy. I decided to mention Jen because I've mentioned her daughter, and I have not mentioned her <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> irritated about it. Yeah, she's a
0: human on her own, right? <laughs> yes, yeah,
3: she is. Um, we went to Godzilla.
1: Well, as I really would have picked that for you.
3: Well, <laughs> the movie we wanted to go to started at 7, and Godzilla started at 7.10, so oh, we're like, how oh, perfect? Is. And Godzilla is horrible. <laughs> it was really bad.
1: Did you enjoy the monster fighting?
3: Okay. So, you know how there's, like, that thing that's, like, you know, sh- don't show the monster what you imagine is, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You see Godzilla within 10 seconds. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the movie opens, and then Godzilla just,
1: like, ah, walks into scream. screen. You can't really hold out anymore, though. No, right? you, Like, to do that do. at this point is... I mean, everyone's like, come on. Uh, we know what Godzilla looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I get that. Um, this is about Millie Bobby Brown um, <gasps> and Vera Farmiga, our mother and daughter team. Um, Vera invented, like, uh, an orca which is basically like a Headspace app in like a boombox that controls monsters or calms them down. And so then this like sort of monster terrorist group that wants to destroy monsters or wants to destroy the world, I don't really know, kidnap her and try to make her like make the animals fight and Mm -hmm. bring them back to life. Uh, Coach Taylor from (laughs) Friday Night Lights is the dad that they're divorced. Basically, there's just noise and light shooting out of every orifice of every animal, <laughs> and it's so it's so loud. <laughs> it's so loud. I w- you wouldn't believe it. About I honest, I estimate four billion people died.
2: What? Like, half <laughs>
3: Earth? I think half. It's of Earth worse died. than an And everyone else got extreme radiation poisoning. Yeah, because I- mm-hmm. it's like no, not a person made it out of there alive. Um, also, as an aside, and this is for the public. Um there was many rows that were completely empty and two people <laughs> trotted up and sat right next to me and I was not happy
0: That's you, rude. But were
3: you in the prime spot like were you middle? I was in the middle of the row yes like, but he but didn't, like, like they didn't even like
0: leave a one bit gray back seat from the
3: center of the Yeah he didn't he didn't leave a grace seat in fact he tried to make his the lady he was with he's like Sit there. And she's like, I don't want to sit there. And he's like, it's a perfectly good spot. And so then he sat there. And then he brushed my arm four million times. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and he was just a really bad seatmate.
1: Anyway. Yeah, I know. If there's room, you gotta spread it out. I just, yeah.
3: I implore you, if it's not a full theater, give someone a breathing room. <laughs> For the I, love of God. I
2: hear you, Sean. <laughs> this has been I a I special agree.
3: message for Spoiler yeah, Alert. Special yeah. message. I also was rattled because I wore my glasses to the theater and it was 3D because I didn't <gasps> know I'd be going to a 3D movie oh, and I no. had to do a cockeyed <laughs> 3D glasses over <laughs> normal glasses. Do they not fit? They it's, they
1: fit bad. They like oh, sit sideways. I, never, I got I look, new glasses and I never considered this.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, no. Do you wear contacts? No,
1: I don't have any of those. Oh, just wear your 3D contacts. Yeah, call. They'll, they'll get them I too if you ask under. for them good, at the counter. Good call, Sean. Good call.
0: <laughs> All right, Jar, what are you watching?
1: Um, this is I've been watching this for a while, and since this is a show about a bunch of stuff, I can talk about it now. I finished a show called Broad City, recommended by one lady host to my left. Um, it was good. I Not you, to Cheryl, line. to the right. Yeah, Cheryl. <laughs> get out
2: Cheryl's our silent producer.
1: <laughs> um, I really liked it. The ending was not as strong as Sonya led me to believe.
0: I disagree. However,
1: well, I just feel like it didn't fit the show. It was so wholesome and, and nice.
0: It was, a, it was a beautiful farewell for those of us who were deeply emotionally invested.
1: I know, but they still could have done something ridiculous as...
0: It was still funny.
1: Was it? It I was it know. was it was super heartwarming, right? Like it was yeah, yeah, and it was just about friends splitting up. And honestly, I have never heard of a residency that people move to. I have never
0: yeah,
1: no, that that's is a thing. No, absolutely not. It's a thing. If you have a two-year artist residency, yeah, you that's you are the luckiest human being. Yeah, on Yeah, a two-year residency. Well, yeah, that's crazy. That like has. that's insane. There's Ai Weiwei does not get a two-year artist residency. I thought she anywhere. was doing a. Why she got? I thought, the she,
0: I thought it was like a master's program.
1: No, 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 no. Uh, um, Alana, Alana's doing a master's.
0: Oh, yeah. program
1: But yeah, no, I was, I was waiting for the, I would have been so happy to see that the big joke was that all of that rigmarole was just for like a six week thing. Mm. Because she was away. Yeah. It's like, you got <laughs> well, rid of your that apartment. That was a horrible idea. Like, why would you do all of this? And, uh, you know, Hannibal Burris, such a solid character. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, to have him is like, kind of a normal dude but like who's like in this crazy life with uh Alana oh my god Alana Ilana, yes. yeah is super good uh wife of the show Ellen Louie could not watch it with me because she was uh, to the bitter end too embarrassed of the parents <laughs> it's
0: very grungy. which is grungy. A, great, a great I think thing. that's so cute yeah
1: but uh no it's a great show I'd recommend it to anybody and uh although it didn't finish strong it still has some of the funniest bits I have seen on TV in there, that thing on the subway still slays me. I think about it and laugh unprovoked. I love Uh, that. Because it's super funny.
0: That's beautiful. What a beautiful bonding moment for us. you guys have some
3: great bonding moments. Sorry,
0: Sean. (laughs) One day we'll have something. Just because we already like all the same things. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: all have bonding moments next week by doing a James Bond show. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, Um, Bonded.
3: So
0: I had a big, I watched a lot of things this week. Um, Last week I went to see Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Mm. It was cute as heck. Um. Just, I just want to be in that world where Pokemons are just walking around.
2: cute. <laughs> uh,
0: it's so cute. Um, Rita Ora was amazing. Of course. Even though she's in it for six seconds, um, I also binged the entirety of Big Little Lies season one this weekend. It. Um, oh, it was pretty good. Oh, I'm obsessed. Like you- it got into my soul very fast.
3: Did you do it because season two is popping up soon? Well,
0: yeah, and I just, I'd been meaning to watch it for so long, and I was like, mm, get on this train, I guess. Love a storyline that circles around women. hmm And it gave it to me.
1: Uh, I was, I, I liked it. Ellen had read the book. mm mm-hmm. uh, I was blown away that anyone was shocked by who the individual implicated was. I was like, they laid it on way too fast. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, no, it was, it could literally only be one person. Kind of, yeah. And, uh... Uh, Ellen had said in the book, it was like you had no clue mm. what was going to happen. but uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then also, I went to see, I think, the movie that you were trying to see, Sean, uh, Booksmart, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Olivia Wilde's directorial debut um, starring uh, Caitlin Devers and Beanie Feldstein as two mm-hmm. high school overachievers.
3: Okay, Beanie Feldstein. I know. It's the funniest <laughs> name. And she's
0: Jonah Hill's sister.
1: Yeah. <gasps>
0: Which makes sense, it's, if you can yeah. Try
1: it. It, it, they, I, I wondered that from the second I saw her.
0: They look kind of the same. Yeah, it's um,
1: Jonah. Uh, where's Feldstein and Hill? <laughs> I
0: don't know, <laughs> but their other brother is also named Feldstein. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe Jonah Hill's his acting name.
3: Maybe, Um,
0: but it's basically about two high school overachievers who realize that like they could have been partying the whole mm-hmm. time and decide to have one epic last night, and it just.
1: It looks so funny. Oh, it was it so, so good. So funny.
0: Like, it just ticked so many boxes for me. Um, first of all, to have a fat main character where it is not referenced one single time that she's a fat person, um, was so beautiful for me. Like, there's actually one moment, I won't spoil it, but maybe there are drugs involved and maybe people think that they're claymation and they're like dolls and she goes, where's my chub and it was just like it just killed me because it was so beautiful Um anyway it's wonderful every character is like a fully fleshed human being Um, it's very generous in its depiction of its characters and it's also so funny and just really good Everybody can
1: see it. it. Mm -hmm. No, no, it looks super
2: good.
0: It was really good. Mm -hmm. Well, that is our show. Uh, We would like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. Everyone here at the station, 91.3 FM, CJTR Regina Community Radio, my two lovely co hosts, and all of you for listening. Uh, We are available as a podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. We're live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. We rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9 a.m. My Electric is up next. Have a great week.
1: Bye. Bye.